quite a milestone. 301 podcasts. Who wow. who would have thought, Jared? Uh, yeah, actually, not me. Not me. I don't know why we still do this, but here we are. I mean, our podcast has spanned how, five, six, seven cities, numerous countries, numerous time zones. It's crazy to think yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, we've recorded a podcast in the United States, uh, multiple states in the United States. I can't even name them all. What, what, uh, Michigan, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, um, uh, where was I? Oh, Tennessee. Yep. Um, where is Did we do one when you were in, uh, North Carolina? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, we'll have Missouri coming up later this summer mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. well. So there's, there's certainly others that, that uh, states that I can't think of that I'm sure I've done a podcast in. Um, and then also, you know, we got Germany, Czech Republic, China. Uh, is that as, uh, what other countries do we have in there? That you've, I'm did sure you've do, been to some we other did, countries. We did podcasts when I was in Mongolia, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did record some while you were in Mongolia. Okay. That's right. Yep. Yeah, Bali. Can't forget Bali. Bali. Definitely did a good number yep. in Indonesia. Yep. Yeah. We could have snuck one in during uh, my... Uh, my layover in Seoul, but we didn't squeeze that in. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, at the airport that would be bold, right? <laughs> yeah, well. I had to call up a buddy from high school to let me do the podcast from his cubicle, but here yeah. we are, Jared. Seeing those cubicles are really giving me flashbacks. I've spent a lot of time in a cubicle that looks just like that. Well, actually, the friend who let me in, he let me into your office. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, was... at my newest place is not cubicle-based, but... Nice. Uh, still, flashbacks. Don't like it. Mm. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about work relationships and uh, also a little bit of work culture in different countries around the world today. Because, you know, you may be buddy-buddy with some of your coworkers, but if uh, you decide to uh, move to a different country and work there, you might not always be able to be buddy-buddy with all your coworkers. So uh, just look out, uh, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And without further ado, I'm ho uh, happy to introduce my co-host and my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? There's a fine line at work between like um, colleague and friend, you know, and you gotta you gotta play that line very a carefully. A fraud league. That's what I call them. Yeah, this is my fraud league, Jeff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're getting a drinks together, but don't get it twisted. We're we're fraud leagues. I actually we're only had going a, to the bar. Um, He's not coming to my house. I had a interesting fraud league uh, moment. Uh, uh, like a week ago, we had like a, a outdoor get together at a lake, a very Michigan thing to do. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my fraud leagues asked me uh, if my girlfriend had got vaccinated. And uh, and I had to be like, uh, well, uh, we, you know, broke up. So I, I don't know. And actually, th which was fine. It was a little awkward because mm -hmm. then it was like quiet after. And I'm like, I, you, now it's weird. Yep. But um, anyway, um, you could have just been like, yep. Yep. Well, that's the thing. I did. <laughs> the first, I, he had, the same guy actually asked me, because I had mentioned uh, however many weeks ago that I had gotten my first shot. And he's like, mm -hmm. oh, did your girlfriend, does she get her shot? And I was like, oh, she gets it in a couple of days. 
right. was almost like a reflex to just make up that lie. And then he asked me again, and I'm in my head, I'm like, I don't know how long I expect to like keep this thing going. And they're right. all here. I can do it all at once. I don't have to say this again, <laughs> right? <laughs> because they're all right here. So that's where I ha- I literally had like it felt like a, a minute, but I had a split second decision in my head where I'm like, am I gonna lie to these people again? I could so easily do it, or am I just going to tell the truth so we never have to talk about this again? You know, right? And, that's probably uh, the better route to go. I think so. I think so. Yeah. But uh, but there, you know, the, I, I, it, it is, it is a diff, it is like a workplace decision. Like I really had to make a business decision. <laughs> right. Uh, and I, I have so many stories like that. But um, that just made Watch me think out, about all that. All the single lady coworkers at your office are going to be. Dude. PMing you on Teams, bro. <laughs> hey, that ha- I mean, it does happen. I've I've never been in a situation like that ever in my life where I've been anywhere close to being. Like, I've never been close. Never at had all a coworker to slide into DMs, Jared. A, no, I've never been anywhere close to getting romantic with a coworker. Like it's never ne- the idea has never even been breached. Have you ever been in a situation where you have the opportunity to get romantic with the coworker? I have, and I've never taken them. Yeah, well, good, good. I mean, that's the that's the golden rule of untranslatable well, regarding work. Well, there, okay, that's not fully true. <laughs> not fully true. Chad, you my don't first, have to lie. It's me. <laughs> my first ever job. Okay, uh, that's there, fair. I'll allow my it. first ever job. There was a coworker I had. I was sixteen in high school. Oh, allow it. That's uh, different. And she and in my defense, Jared, she came on to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. She came on to me. That's um, what you told HR when they asked you exactly, about it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I got a high five from the HR manager, and they were like, nice. Being 16 and working at a pharmacy, I'll let that fly. You know, it, that wasn't. She was pers- 18 and had a boyfriend, bro. Yeah. I mean, if that were to happen to me at 16, I would certainly take that as well. Because in my head, I'd be like, first of all, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. <laughs> and. Uh, and who cares? Uh, this is not my career, you know. Like I'm not gonna be here for like. Wait, I'm. Uh, I, I risk. I'd risk it a, a, a job for this. No, Jared. I think that's the reason why I never became a pharmacist. Right I, there, I, that, I can get another pharmacy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. By the way, I'm supposed to say to follow us on untranslatable podcast on instagram and untranslatable one on twitter maybe one day you'll actually get to see pictures of chad's van in some sort of uh camp based location i don't know if you i don't know how much you've heard of this beginning of the podcast because i haven't edited it yet obviously but now he's trying to rope me into it can i ask you a question mm-hmm. i want or actually let me rephrase i want your advice jared i don't really want to ask you a question i want your advice so you mentioned that um, it would be cool to have some artwork in the van, and I 100% agree. But I'm trying to think what would, like, what would be the best. But also, you know, uh, I want something that's fast and easy as well. Um, I would say some uh, one of your favorite pieces of art, something classy, but just in poster form, like okay. like a what is it, Dercus? Dercus? What's what's the Dercus? Dercus? Yeah. Not coos. <laughs> um, like maybe something like that. You know, it's classy, but just in poster form, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. Easy to move around and to take down and put up, something like that. Um, maybe you mentioned you have some sort of lighting in there. Maybe some sort of something hanging from the ceiling of some Oh, I did mention those uh, those stars like, you know, we used to have in our rooms. Right. That has the solar system on the ceiling might be a nice touch or something like that. 
Um, those are some things I had in mind. I think a tapestry would be cool, but like the way the ceiling is, I would have to probably like cut it and you know what I mean? Like you that could does put not like, sound easy. But you could just put like like some sort of like a uh, like big piece of cloth over the top of the roof, you know? Mm-hmm. Where so you're not actually like sticking stuff. Oh jeez. Jesus Christ. So you're not actually sticking stuff to like the actual metal or whatever it is or like mm-hmm. whatever material is up there, but you have some sort of just like black cloth over it. How much headroom do you have? Like I can sit up in my bed and there is about half an inch to the top of the ceiling. So you can't stand up in, in, in the van? No, no, no. no. Hmm. You got a right. hunch. I don't know. I, I'd have to see it. You know, I haven't even seen it in person. I, I don't think That's I have a true. good idea of the space that you're working with. That is true. Thankfully, though, so far, all all of the supplies I've gotten fit underneath the bottom of the bed, which works great. You know the best decoration I would like to see on it? What's Mud that? from you uh, and dirt Off-road. and grime. From you, not from off-roading, just from you actually going somewhere Mud with it. Mud other, other than your local grocery store. Um, or, excuse me, not grocery store. You don't go, you don't go to grocery store. I meant to say A&W. <laughs> Ooh. Do you enjoy me some A&W? I could definitely see you sitting out in the back of your van in the parking lot of A&W like some sort of 50s uh, greaser or something trying to pick up ladies. I got to get uh, the leather cruising. jacket and then I'm good to go, Jared. <laughs> Chad smokes cigarettes now, just when I'm at A&W. That's um, right, darling. <laughs> I'm hopping in the Transit Connect. Let's connect in my Transit Connect. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I have, at this point, no interest in what the, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, no interest in what the decoration is. I just want you to go somewhere. That's what I want. That's fair. And now you keep now you say you have these three places you're choosing them a base, apparently based off of how far it away, is away from me. Um, just so you know, if mm-hmm. anything bad happens, I'm not coming to save you. This is part of your journey. You have to learn how to. Oh, I don't survive how, on your how, own. How are you gonna save me? So I don't know, but I, that's what I'm saying. So you being what, what close, do you think I'm gonna go rock climbing and then like call you like from the bottom of Chad, like a I don't gully know, and being like, I don't know, Jared, save me. <laughs> I don't know what's gone through your head, but I'm sure every possible terrible scenario has gone through your head. Only uh, bear attacks. And I, well, I wonder why you're choosing. Attacks. I say that only because I wonder why you're choosing places based off of how close they are to me, especially since if I'm not mistaken, and I could go back and check the footage. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you Check said yesterday that you wanted to f- go somewhere on the east, on the excuse me, the west coast, and now all of a sudden you're choosing places close to me, off of the assumption that I'm going to be there too, which I never, I never knew that that was part of the game. I didn't realize I was in on this. I thought so it'd just be nice to chill, chill with one of my one of my friends. Yeah, sure, okay. You could, you could, you could. Yeah, all right. Whatever helps I can you play that, that card. Show. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like you know when I went to. When I was choosing colleges, I, I, I think I'm man enough to admit that I partially chose Albion because I was kind of afraid to go to school in North Carolina, which was one of my favorite choices was in North Carolina. But the idea of just moving away to North Carolina seemed a little intimidating. And I, Chad, I could admit that, you know, I could admit That's that. That's fair. And I think it, it, it takes a lot to do that. 
And I understand you're not there yet regarding your journey with this van. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is why. <laughs> and you have a therapist, though. It's not my job to get it out of you. Yeah, uh, it is. That's why you're doing the work. Podcast chair. You're doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that really matters is that well, you're you doing realize, the work. You realize, based on what you're saying here, Jared, that means that when I go to Missouri this summer... Mm. You're going to have to tail my car just to make sure I'm going to be all right. <laughs> I would, but I have an electric car, so I can only go about uh, 50 miles, and then I'm going to have to leave you uh, from there It's okay. I'll, I'll get the solar panels. We can put them on the top of my van. <laughs> yeah. You drive close enough. Journey. You know? <laughs> And there we go. I'm going to get like a mile of range every six hours from those solar panels. Right. Um, if I had a more powerful engine, maybe I could tow you, but that thing barely <laughs> can get up a damn hill, so I don't think I'll be towing you very far. Uh, yeah, you have to be careful putting in a table into your van. That's gonna, yeah, yeah. That's going to take off a second off of the zero to 60 right or there. Or three people. <laughs> um, hey, Chad, did you watch uh, the latest SNL hosting, uh, hosted by Elon Musk? I didn't. I heard. I heard all about beforehand. He was. Uh, he was yeah, uh, pitching feeding uh, feeding votes and ideas from all of his Twitter followers, which yeah, does seem like a terrible base. idea. I don't. I don't. I don't know why they chose him, other than obviously he's popular and stuff. But like, he, I don't get the I mean, sense that's that he's why funny they at all. Chose him. Um, right. So the only reason I wanted to bring this up because I there is a clip. I, I don't watch it either. I haven't watched SNL in forever. I don't give a shit. Uh, SNL is. I don't know who SNL is for. I don't know who watches SNL to be honest with you. Because it used I, to be the boomers. I couldn't have. Yeah, but now a lot of the boomers might be disgusted by all these. You know, all these it's too liberals. woke, bro. Yeah, exactly. Too woke. <laughs> but now with Elon, Elon's certainly no woke savior. Take the um, red pill, says Elon. So anyway, um, there is this one. Uh, there is this one uh, skit, sketch, whatever they call it, sketch. That uh, have you heard the the acronym A A V E? Have you heard that acronym before? Um, African American, yes. Oh, wow, very good. So, uh, vernacular English. Wow, damn! Is that and, I right? don't, and I do not Is have the right? ham horn ready because I was not expecting that. Oh, come on, Jared! You know, you know, I would get that acronym right. I I, I don't I because I, 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 usually when you. Uh, yeah. There we go. Usually, there we go. when I ask you these things, I'm like, you don't have to guess. Like, you could just say no. Jared, <laughs> you that... said you don't know why we do this podcast. That right there, good sir, is why I do this podcast for the ham horns. For the ham horns. Uh, well, anyway, so SNL had this sketch, and they called it. Let me see what they called it. They called it. Oh, they called it Gen Z Hospital. So it's the Gen Z version of uh, a soap opera, essentially. Okay. I'm gonna play a little bit of, of you. Uh, uh, Were you uh, copyright stricken? Who gives a shit? That's true. Let's hear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 trigger alert! This is terrible. Gen Z Hospital. So they're in like you know, it's a soap opera scene essentially, and they're all in a hospital. That's all you need to know. Bro, nobody's telling us anything. Is Bestie gonna be okay? Nurse, we demand to know how our Bestie is doing. I'm sorry, bro. I told you I don't have that information yet. <laughs> bro, seriously? I'm so pressed right now, bro. Don't be pressed. The doctor will be in shortly, bro. Dead ass. <laughs> Yo, if this doctor keeps leaving us on red, he's gonna catch hands on gang. No, 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 no. Okay, Bestie cannot die like this. Big facts. She's gonna make it, bro. There's the doctor now. So they just basically thought they could say bro and tossing a couple other slang terms and then 
they have a sketch is that is that what happened right there yeah they're 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 they, I, I guess i think that i think they're it's funny the idea of like talking like kids but everyone's like this isn't gen z vernacular this is just mm-hmm. like a terrible impersonation of aave african-american vernacular english it's just um, cringy yeah it was awful that Very was cringy. awful <laughs> you and this is a comedy sketch and you and i were just sitting here like 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 watching it yep. like it was C-SPAN. That yep. it, it was terrible. It was it was really bad. I mean, Elon Musk wasn't in that one specifically, but it, but um, it, it was so bad. It was so bad. And this is exactly why I don't. I watch think SML. you and I have had funnier banter back and forth than that <laughs> sketch. <laughs> yeah, bro, on facts, man. <laughs> Lit. <Dead laughs> ass. You know what that this skit actually reminds me of? It what? reminds me of that uh, that a uh, news uh, ske- uh, story I put on about kids taking their ACTs or whatever, and it was like it was like a oh car, and the, remember that <laughs> <laughs> that news of oh, that and that was I mean they were trying uh, I don't and I think that was funnier to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know if they were meant to be funny, but anyway, that was terrible. It was really it was really terrible. And uh and 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 you know it's, everyone's just talking about how they're just uh you know that's not ge- how Gen Zs talk that's just how Black people talk you know yeah I, I, uh just yeah. you know more examples of cultural appropriation that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying that's right fam <laughs> how dare you uh well speaking of A A V E do you want to get into some untranslatables let's do it dude let's do it. Let's get into some untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And we are your tried-and-true certified untranslatable professionals. No um, cap. I'm, I'm, I'm almost finishing my PhD in untranslatableology. Um, so, wow. uh, That's impressive. You know, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, anyways, Jared, would you like to get us started with an untranslatable Oh, wow. Today? Thanks, Chad. That's very nice of you. I was not expecting that. I, uh, my first untranslatable is Romanian, and it's uh, te aburește. I'm going to guess. I'm gonna something. Guess that that little squiggle off the bottom of the S is um, is would would make it go shh. Maybe is, probably. Well, yeah. Wow. What you you are you're right. I guess that makes sense. Te. He is throwing vapors at you. They're lying. Why you lying? Wow, Chad! I really did need to have this ham horn ready. I didn't realize. See? I come for the ham horns, Jared. One hundred. That's right. <laughs> no cap. No cap. Uh, all right, Jared. Let me get you started with uh, a Russian untranslatable. I love this one because it, it just sounds cool. So here we go. Nisluhu, nidluhu, which means neither heard nor smelt, or no rumors, no smell. Okay, because at first when I heard neither heard nor smelt, that sounds like something that like a parent from like old school parents would say. (laughs) No, like an old school parent would say, like if you go to a grocery store and Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, don't touch nothing, don't look at nothing, I'm not going to buy you anything. (laughs) Don't hear nothing, don't smell nothing. (laughs) I don't want to hear you, I don't want to smell you. (laughs) We're coming in here for two things and that's it. Um, but you say no rumors, no what? Sorry, I talked no too much. No rumors, no smell. No rumors, no smell. Is that like just some something doesn't something doesn't seem right? Something's quest like I don't something's untrustworthy. No, not quite. It would be like um, you know, pretty soon. Not to bring your private life too much in the pod, but pretty soon you'll be moving into the Jared pad. 
Mm. Um, the J-pad. You know, but maybe, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, the J-pad. moving. <laughs> and, and, you know, Jared heads out to the J-pad, and for some odd reason, he decides to get a new uh, phone number. And, uh, and then my parents are like, hey, are you doing the podcast with uh, Jared? And I'm like, well... I'm not sure. Uh, he's at the J-pad, but uh, no rumor, no smell from Jared. Oh, okay, okay. It's just you haven't heard from someone. Someone's, there we go. Or as yep. the Gen Zs would say, you're, I'm ghosting you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly, Jared. Exactly. Okay. Uh, my next and last untranslatable is Francais. Cassé de sucre sur le dos de quelqu'un. Which means... Breaking sugar on someone's back. Le sucre. De, de sucre. That's sugar. Giving them a backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, but you're on the right track. Breaking sugar on someone's back. We have a untranslatable... Telling about, someone a white lie. No, we have an untranslatable um, about... That's also back-related. To stab someone in the back? Um, you're very turn close. Your, turn your back. On I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that aggressive as stabbing someone in the back, but it's a. I, but that you're on the right track there. Pat them on the back. Breaking sugar on someone's back. No, it's just talking bad behind someone's back. Oh, talking. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you're te- theoretically stabbing someone in the back by talk talking, shit get hit by by talking behind their back. But you certainly. But I think it's a little light. It's like less than stabbing someone in the back. Stabbing someone okay. in the back is like pure betrayal of some okay. sort. Well, let me give you uh, one that is uh, kind of a little bit similar. Similar but different. Uh, this is also Russian. Smoltret uh, skvos. Palsy, which means uh, <laughs> to look through one's fingers. Well, I mean, the imagery is like you see something like almost like a bad car accident. You see it, but you like you can't look away, which speaking of bad car accidents, very popular in Russia. Oh, oh yeah, those dash cam <laughs> videos are crazy. Uh, is it like something, it's almost like like he's so bad you, that you can't look I away, would, kind of? I would say you're right. What would we call that, though? Has to do with eye. An eyesore? Uh, no. Nope. Uh, I don't know. To turn. To turn a blind eye to there something. There we go. Mm. Yep, to turn okay. a blind eye or to ignore something. Yep, very good. That's I that said the last one was my last one. That was your last one? Really? Yeah. All right, well, let me give you one more I don't than like, Jared. I don't like just going on and on with untranslatables, you know, personally. We, I like we to, are the untranslatable podcast, so that's why I like them all, so. I understand, but you also, I don't like moments where we're like, uh, uh, and also, I'm getting to the point where I don't even know how I still find a new untranslatables. <laughs> it's magic, Jared. We've th- found over thousands of untranslatables at this point. And That's it, true. Uh, and I, I don't even know, I, I, and so uh, I, I usually keep it to two, but I know you like to give like 16, so please keep I do, going. so let me give you three of 16. No, this will be my last one for today. Oh, three, this 16. is Korean. John, 316. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. This is Korean. Um Ga genunge pyon era. I probably butchered that. That's probably not yeah. how you say that. Nope. But it means the crayfish sides with the crab. Ah, it was just like, um, it's just like people have their teams, you know, and you can't be surprised that someone's not on your team or that. Or it's like, of course, this person's on, on your side. The crayfish always, you know, like, say, say uh, you and I 
or say say you're in an argument with your significant other and she's like well my friend uh blah 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 said that uh that you're you're an asshole and it's like well of course the crayfish sides with the crab you know she's your friend right. or whatever right very good yeah okay 100 percent thank yeah. oh that means i have to play we, the ham horn again i don't yes. i don't need it that's you the, like the ham horn the, I don't need the other thing that i wanted to mention with reinforcements uh, well hey I'm here. I'm, <laughs> life is to enjoy, Jared. That's all. What I'm else saying. did you want to mention, Chad? Uh, we have an English untranslatable that's kind of similar to this one, but we use birds. Oh, birds! Birds of a feather flock together. Yes, sir. Is our untranslatable. Yes, sir. Which you know can lead us to some uh, some coworker relations in different <laughs> countries because you really stretch on, for these segues. You do I not do. have to give se- you do not have to do segues. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so with uh, well, what I mean by and this it still here, makes Jared, me mad about the one I laid up for you a couple episodes ago that you. That's just true. <laughs> yep, I missed the alley oop on that one. That's for sure, Jerry. Um, but no, the the interesting thing I think is you do see. You know, certain people at different, you know, workplaces tend to flock together, right? Like a lot of your higher ups, a lot of times tend to congregate more with the higher ups. Sure. And, you know, you know, you have your your clicks and stuff. And uh, and I think that might even be a cross-cultural thing. You know, I think in a lot of countries they have that type of thing going on in many workplaces. Work is very clicky. You know, it's a very... It's a very complicated relationship to expect essentially strangers to work together when you have little, for the most part, decision over who those strangers are who you're work- that you're working right. with. Um, honestly, I-, I think it leads to a little, like, I mean, the, the same sort of vibes you get in high school or something like that. And I feel like it might be even be heightened a little bit because there's more, because you don't have as much expectation to work with people in high school in the same sort of way where like everything you do right. for the most part has uh, to some extent is reliant on what other people are doing as well. You know, it's not, it's not just you working in some sort of vacuum, right. which a lot of the times it is in school. For um, sure. Except so, for those pesky group projects. Depends on who you get. Depends on who you get. Right. <laughs> I've certainly, but yeah, for sure. Jared got me for a group project and he was just like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> have we had a group project together? I don't think no, we I have. No, I don't think we did. No. Um, Teachers knew we were homies and so they were like, uh, no, they can't. They can't do a project <laughs> together. When I, um, for, 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 my, for my entire work career which is not that long I'm, I'm only 28 so you know i graduated when i was 21 or whatever so what six seven years for that entire time for most up until about a year or so ago i've really been or maybe two years at this point whenever however long i've been at this most recent job i've really been firmly against like sharing ever any level of my private life mm-hmm. i i have i you know um I mentioned earlier in the episode having to mention that I broke up with a girlfriend or whatever and just lying for part of it just because it's easier than actually telling them the truth. <laughs> um, I, I In previous uh, jobs, I wouldn't even bring up the fact that I have a girlfriend. Right. Like, there was this, I had <laughs> one coworker who found out I had a girlfriend when I uh, was, uh, well, had. Uh, mm-hmm. When I, uh, no, had. Yeah, we had a girlfriend when I was leaving the company. Uh, and we had hung out like once after I had already left. And he's like, you had a girlfriend? I was like, yeah. I was like, well, this is actually a different one that, that I'm talking about now. I had a different one before, but I don't talk, I don't talk about anything. What's but up, I, player? But I'm starting to... No, I worked at that job for four <laughs> years, bro. 
and I didn't, and I don't say anything about my. I never said anything about my personal life. But I'm starting to get to a point now. Well, I'm I'm kind of there where I'm starting to realize that, um, uh, like like the social aspect to a certain extent plays a role in in like your professional career. So you can't just be some sort of you, you can't get by by just being some sort of professional robot that just like and just like get by and say, well, you know, this person does great Speak work. Speak for yourself, Jared. <laughs> this person does great work, <laughs> but I know nothing about this person. Like and like, I have no real relationship with this person, but they give all their assignments on time. And and so like I'm right. starting to realize that you kind of have to have Need some that sort of like personal touch, Jared. Exactly. That is part of the profe- but t- honestly to me I think I still do do it as like it is still sort of it's very strategic, you know. Right. Well, like see, I, you can tell your coworkers, you know, you hang out with your friends who are into camping. Yeah. Okay. You know all <laughs> all that good stuff. No, I you know see as I said, it's strategic. I know not to bring you up. <laughs> For example, none of my coworkers certainly don't know that I do this, uh, unless it's they stop me on social alter media. Ego life. Uh, it's not even that. It's not even that. I don't. I don't consider it some sort of alter ego. It's just like, why do I have to? Like, it's just like at least these two the things aren't. The play. There's no connection here. Why am right. I trying to? What's the point of trying to make some connection? You know. Right. For sure. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, and I think, I do think other countries do a better job of separating the work, and personal balance a little bit more. Like. Like, I do think, at least talking to some of my friends in Germany, it seems like, not necessarily that they are robots, but it seems like they do keep it a bit, even they don't divulge nearly as much private information as we might over here in the States, for example. Mm, so the, so they're less likely to to use, or the German culture, they're less likely to use work as like a friend meeting it seems, it seems that way because in the u.s it seems like a lot like my parents some of their best friends are people that they've met through work and you know they you know they don't work together anymore but you know they like most I, i'm just most of the people i can think of that are like their closest friends they met at work and um and so you're so in germany that that's probably you're saying less common of a thing that would happen where your I, best I th- friends are coming from work I think that's what it seems like, at least with a lot of the Germans I've spoke with. Mm. It seems like they do tend to separate that. And and also, too, I think uh, what's really fascinated me, Jared, when I was living in China was just seeing how a couple of my Chinese friends, when their bosses were like, we're going out to dinner, it wasn't like, a hey, like we're going out to dinner. You guys can come if you want. It was like, no, we're all going out to dinner and you have to come kind of a thing. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So... In- interesting so like th- it's almost oh I-, I want oh well i guess that yeah okay can okay. i just blow your mind a little bit i, I don't even know <laughs> i can't even <laughs> comprehend that because i'm just thinking you know literally i'm thinking of how many like you know workplace oh, happy hours I've, I've skipped out of and not oh come yeah to. <laughs> you'd be fired after you're like a week on the job jared uh, but i but but I, you know i guess why why i was like skipping over my words is because i was trying to figure out how we, we were talking recently we had a uh, our last episode was about like dining etiquette and just mm-hmm. the idea of how in china um the, their 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 dining style is a lot more quote-unquote family style everyone's sharing from multiple dishes rather than their own dishes so i was i think the the skip in my in my voice was trying to connect like the relationship between people 
uh, and and like how the food the food aspect the eating aspect is like a required um, essentially like an expected element and how that would not relate. just that but also like uh, one time we were supposed to meet up with uh, our friend when we were going out he texted us he was like I probably won't be able to join you until 2 a.m because I'm out having dinner with my boss and then he wants to go to some um a, 2 a bar I'm like bro i'm gonna yeah. be i'm gonna have, yeah i've already been asleep for three hours at that point right <laughs> yeah but it's a whole different type of environment you know and he worked for a corporate a tech company over in china so, so do you do you see you see a lot more like friend friend like friend relationships in, in chinese workplaces I wouldn't. I don't know if I would call it that. It's more of a. It's more of a power dynamic, and like uh-huh. the boss says. So they're not we, even friends. That's. This is just part of the. Oh, I do know, especially from from that. What is it? The American Factory. I think is what that documentary was called. You know, where they that we talked about a while ago, where the Chinese company set up shop in the U.S. and mm-hmm. the cultures really clashed. It. There, there really that is was a quite culture the documentary. Yeah, it was, but the culture really did seem like it's. Um, like first of all, there's no such thing as like leaving before your boss. It feels like you know, right. it's like you like you leave. And I had there's one high up boss at my office said uh, that he would, um, you know, when he was in the office, you know, we were talking about he was talking about how they're t- trying to change this with the whole work from home thing. But when he was in the office, because I think this is also something that happens in the U.S. When he was in the office, uh, he would you know be working late or whatever, or working at whatever time he would work, and he would leave. But then maybe say he forget something. Uh, mm-hmm. And he like had to go back to his desk, and even if it was like four minutes later, everyone, all of his, uh, the people that work for him would have been gone already. <laughs> They're just essentially just waiting for him to leave so they could leave. And I can imagine that would definitely be the case in the Chinese working culture too, where it's like, uh, especially in in the culture, both the U.S. and the American cultures are very like, you know, work o- over. Uh, you know, like self-care essentially. <laughs> right. And I think Europe does a much better job of the actual yes. self-care over, Dude, over work. I, and that's I saw, why I think, Jared, that the Europeans aren't quite as, like they hang out with their coworkers during their free time as much. Yeah. I saw that um, in France, employees are required to, to disconnect after after work hours. Like the idea of like emailing a boss or, or not even a boss is emailing someone or doing work like um after hours it, like you're the weirdo you know and I, right. I have i have um someone that i work with and he um sends emails at all like you'll get an email from him at like saturday at like uh like 11 p.m and it's like what are you doing <laughs> or it'll be like just the most random times it's like sunday at like you know like like you know six in the morning it's like why you why is any email being sent uh at this time i remember when i was uh whoa early top gear episode was uh they were driving these uh you know the three of them are driving these supercars through Italy and mm-hmm. they got pulled over Uh-oh. uh by the by the police but they got pulled over because um you know they they were clearly filming and so they got pulled over because it's there was some sort of law at the time about working on Sunday you had to have some sort of special permit to oh, work on really? Sunday okay so they were trying to figure out if it, if they were allowed to be working on Sunday that's hilarious. That's uh, that's very European. You know what else is a kind of <laughs> funny European workplace culture thing, Jared, that we don't really have in the U.S. 
is, uh, well, we have it, but they're very different, is the like out-of-office automatic email replies, right? Like I've had a couple of times where I emailed somebody for something and it was even, I remember, I think it was someone like at a consulate and they're like, I am off for the entire summer. This email will be deleted. Please email this person mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, if you need, if, off if it's the an entire emergency. summer. What kind of yeah, job or, is or, this? Or like a month or something. Um, well, that's but, a yeah. big difference, but okay. <laughs> right. So, so, but that's a really funny thing, I think, between Europeans versus Americans is like Americans out of office will be like, I'm getting like spleen surgery or my appendix removed tomorrow, but I'll still be available from 2 to 4 p.m. before I go under anesthesia. Contact me on my cell if you have any emergencies. You're not even (laughs) exaggerating. I I see (laughs) so many out of office emails that like I'll be on, you know, vacation or whatever. Um, But if it's an emergency, then I'll then then you can get like essentially uh, like you either contact this person. But if you really need me, I'll answer like like everyone that I see is like, I will answer if uh, if you really need me. But I am on vacation. So you're essentially being like, you can you can hit me up if you really want to. You know, one of the biggest scams, by the way, that I've ever experienced is at this at this job that I have now is uh, the work cell phone. It's both a blessing oh, yeah. and a curse. It's a blessing because reachable. some people like put their work emails on their personal phone, which I've never done before, mm-hmm. but I think is a terrible idea. But but there but um, now I find myself when I travel uh, just bringing it with me, you know. And it's like, well, why have I, why am I even bringing it with me? I got two phones. <laughs> I I don't like walk around with it. Uh, but, um, but there is something about like, oh, well, I just want to see, you know, like, uh, if something like, if, like if something comes up, I'm not going to do anything about it, but I want to, it's like, well, why, what difference does it make? But, um, but you know, that's what they want. They want you to always be connected, you know? That's right. Always be reachable. Here's a, here's kind of a funny out of office email, Jared, that, uh, uh, <laughs> I would definitely get a chuckle at if, uh, if I received it. Uh, hello, I'm away for the weekend. Back on Wednesday, I'm in Macedonia, drinking coffee, eating lots of food, should have internet in the evenings to answer important emails. Please send photos of penguins to Twitter um, to alert me that you sent an email. This is the most important. Yeah, see, I mean, it's clever, but that shit just makes me roll my eyes. I don't need clever from my from my frolics. I really do don't need, I really don't need whimsy and I don't need clever. <laughs> mm. <laughs> am I am I wrong? Am I the weirdo for not needing that from my work people. Like I don't need I your jokes. I expect that from my work colleagues, Jared. I expect the <laughs> Why jokes. Why can't you just answer the question? <laughs> Cuz I expect the jokes, Jared. Okay. I mean, why I I guess all you really need, right, is I will be gone from this time period and uh contact this person if uh, there's an emergency, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I okay. Uh, yeah. I I just don't like it it was it was cute or whatever. I'm just like I, I but if I were to get that email, first of all, I wouldn't read it. Like I would see that just an out of office message and just move on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So like there's no chance I'm even going to get to the line about penguins. No chance. Cuz I'm I'm going to read the first like two words and be like, oh, "Okay, you're gone." Oh, out of <laughs> office. All right. I know what I need to know. Um but yeah, some people Have you ever done um happy hours with your coworkers. No, but I did occasionally go grab a brewski or two with my teaching colleagues back in Komutov. Mm. Um, in China, we 
We hung out a couple times, me and some of the other teachers, but that was more we went out to eat. I guess happy hours is like an American thing. You've never really... Most of your jobs as an adult have been in various other countries yep um and now my u.s job of course is remote so yeah we did a remote happy hour that was fun yeah yeah i've done i've done a couple of those i've done a couple of those that's some that's another one of those things where where i'm really uh it does it it feels like another work assignment almost you know (laughs) and i hate to say that sometimes i don't really understand honestly how some people become like friends at work because i do know have some coworkers that are like proper friends and i'm going to be honest with you listen uh this is a sharing moment right now i know you don't share anything you just make weird jokes that uh but i'm going to share an honest moment <laughs> sometimes some of my coworkers uh are very good friends together and they have like dinner parties together mm-hmm. and i'm like oh why don't you i feel ever? left out i do feel left out a little bit i do and i'm like and i'm like i'm clear i'm like i wonder i'm like am i putting out some sort of vibe where it's like don't invite me to this shit because that is the vibe i've put out for the past seven years or whatever of my working career mm. um but sometimes i'm like oh I, i'll go i'd go if you invited me right so i do feel left maybe out a you bit. just need to have a dinner party of your own that's that is, how you do it that is a great recommendation uh, that is honestly how you do it and i could imagine that that would be the proper thing to do like if you want to be involved in these things make it happen yourself but you know you know me you know come on hey not- i'll bring i'll bring over a <laughs> bottle of wine and and, this and is my, talk you up from college. This is my life your college partner, Chad. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why he's single. Okay. He's not really single. Um yeah, yeah, that actually would be the way to do it, to be honest with you. And but ah man, that's such a big step. You're a me. good cook. Yeah, I've never cooked you for know? a large group of people though. That's such a different style of cooking, you know. But I'm sure I could do it. I'm not trying to say I can't do it. Uh that's a good point. That's actually a good point. I'm probably not going to do it anytime soon. I, you know, I got this new house now, too. Now's the moment to be like, oh, how about a housewarming? But, you know, it's right? not going to happen. It's You're not going to happen. not going to do a housewarming party? It's a pandemic, Chad. That's true. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> no, Will there I'm be an untranslatable studios in your new crib? Yes. But I don't think it's going to be... On, honestly, I don't think it's going to be as good as my previous two this one's a I mean, great nothing one nothing beats the harry potter closet the harry potter closet was the best for sure the fact that that even worked as a thing is amazing worked great <laughs> it was perfect i love that little tiny hole uh in, in under my staircase um but yeah i'll have a space but it, the thing the problem is it's it's gonna double as a guest room so uh I, so uh and it's wood floors too which is nicer Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna have to figure out how to maintain can contain some of this echo. Uh, what does this do? How do we get into this? Aren't, weren't we talking about workplace a second ago? <laughs> yes, we were um, talking about work, uh, like dinner dinner parties. Did you know in in Japan that they encourage midday napping? Yeah, well, doesn't surprise me. I mean, they do that in China as well. Oh, really? Yeah, remember I told you that story about yes, the guy you, that was napping on the chain outside, link fence. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. I do Ooh, remember that. was that. crazy. But I thought maybe so could do you but would you see people napping at your like at your school in the offices? Yeah. Like we had to be careful going into the teachers lounge from 12:30 to 2 because usually if the lights were off, yeah, you would see cuz they had these comfy ass couches, dude, in the teaching lounges. There were there were uh I think there were two of them, if I remember correctly, on each side. So that means so people, four so, people could take a nap. Eight <laughs> if you want to get real cozy. Did you I ever take a nap? That's a, 
Uh, no, I, I can't. I can't fall asleep like in a room like that with strangers walking around. Yeah, you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's weird. No, I probably couldn't either. <laughs> right. And knowing me, I'd probably be like snoring, maybe drooling. Yeah, a little I know. Bit, That's such a. Know? That's so like revealing. <laughs> To right. be, I mean, listen. I don't want to talk about a, a, a long-term relationship with my coworkers, let alone see them, uh, see, have them see me asleep. That's at your no. most vulnerable, dude. Who knows what kind of weird shit I'll say in my sleep? You know, wake I might... up and they drew a unibrow on you, <laughs> and and you know, Harry Potter lightning bolt on your forehead, a or dick something. on my forehead. <laughs> that too, maybe if you got really immature coworkers. I work in a frat house. I didn't tell you that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say I couldn't nap. I only say that because we've grown up in a culture where that's considered weird. Um, right. So uh, I could if that if if I if I grew up in Japanese culture, I'm sure I could. Um, but yeah, that that's just one a random thing that I found I found to be uh, I found to be a, a weird one that I couldn't probably not get on board with. Yeah, that's fair. You, you know what is another interesting aspect as well, Jared, of working culture, and I think it does also somewhat relate uh, to the way coworkers relate with one another, is vacation time. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you think about it, think about all of the people in the U.S. who uh, work in the U.S., most people don't get a ton of vacation, which also means you have to spend more time with your coworkers. I wonder if that brings you closer together or if it makes you like, I hate this person because you got to work with them so much more. Because I, like, I feel like the key of a good vacation, Jared, is you get to get away. You're not thinking about work. You're mm-hmm. not thinking about that you know, stupid argument you had with your coworker maybe or that you know, disagreement you had, whatever. You can come back, refresh, recharge, ready to go. Yeah. When's the last vacation that you went on? You don't go on vacations. No, I mean, you haven't been on a vacation since, uh, well, we know. Well, we've talked about it. You certainly haven't been anywhere in the damn van. Right. But you haven't been on a vacation in general, I, I imagine, since you've been back from Asia. Well, true. The, well, I did go to one vacation uh, I took to Ohio with my dad to see That's my sister. That's impossible. No vacation happens in Ohio. <laughs> you can't have vacation in Ohio. That's, That's actually fair. funny because I one of the few vacations I went on over the past year was also was also Ohio. to Ohio. <laughs> so you also, Jared, did not go on a vacation. It was work, you know, being Self in that burn right being there. in that shithole. <laughs> and actually, Jared, it turns out that in this in the states, we rank as one of the worst countries when Michigan? it comes to vacation time. U.S. Oh, the U.S. Oh, yeah, US. of course, of course. Guess what countries are at the very top? Some European countries like Finland or Sweden. Finland, or... France, UK, Italy, Luxembourg, Sweden. Yeah, of course. All Austria, the European countries. and so on and so forth. <laughs> All exactly. the Western European countries. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Which, once again, though, Jared, I think goes back to my argument about the kind of work-life balance. And I think there is a more clear line, it seems like, with a lot of the Europeans that I talk to. It seems like Americans that I know, we just we love our jobs and we're so attached to our jobs that our jobs kind of make us who we are, quote unquote. Whereas Germans that I know, or, or Europeans that I know, they might be like, "No, nah, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm an uh, IT person, but I'm gonna go hiking now because it's the weekend, and you know that that's not my only thing." You know, I know that's true that like we don't really, uh, we're not big fans of vacation here. But every job I've had, I feel like my bosses have encouraged me to use my vacation time. They're you like, know? Jared, get get out of the office. You need to but, go on vacation. But they don't encourage it. Um, they don't. I don't. I feel like it's. It's not like encouraging it because 
rest and relaxation is important, but it's more encouraging it like in a financial sense where it's like you're sort of wasting your money by not using it. Like you're not really using your money to its fullest by not taking your vacation because that's just free, essentially, uh, labor that you're giving to your your employers. Right. So a a lot of – I I feel like I've had a lot of employers say to use it. But the thing is – I feel like I don't get a lot of encouragement during the year. It's usually like, you know, November, December time starts rolling around. They're like, use your vacation. And really all is usually amounts to for me so many years, it's amounted to me like just the final two two weeks of the year just being like, all right, I'm just going to take these days off and do nothing essentially. (laughs) Like like I'm just sitting at home instead of at work (laughs) because I have these days. Staycation. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Well, Jared, you know, I want to also talk about today some cultural differences that can happen in the workplace, uh, because I think that does really affect workplace relationships as well. Um, So one of the first things I want to talk about here is the idea of universalism versus particularism. So the difference here, Jared, well, have you ever heard either of these terms? Any idea what these terms might mean? Uh, I've heard universalist in a religious sense. Okay. Um, But please, just you can explain them to me. Well, basically what it boils down to, Jared, is what is more important, uh, the rules or the relationships. So universalism is all about the rules, right? Well, I would love to give you this job, but the rules are we have to post this posting and actually do a formal interview process, right? That would be universalism. Particularism is more about the situation and the relationship. So uh, the way someone reacts and the decision someone makes can vary greatly based on the situation and the and the people involved. Um, so, Jared, what countries do you think would be more universalist countries in terms of the workforce? The U.S. is very universalist. Yes, sir. We have a lot of, I, I feel like, dumb sort of... rules regarding like a level of education you have to have for certain things especially when it comes to like higher education stuff like right phds and grad and and masters and stuff like that yeah i mean me (laughs) yeah i mean yeah for sure you're yeah you're i mean you're in academia we could do a whole episode on that i'm in a situation where i'm about to get an mba out of uh with uh, what is it called when you're doing something but you have no interest in doing it Oh, reluctantly. I'm about mm-hmm. to reluctantly get an MBA because I'm, quote unquote, supposed to. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's that's how you get to the next that's level. That's the rules, Jared. It's like, well, you know, and so um, I would imagine, oh, I saw I saw this, that India is also pretty universalist. I, I would also say that maybe uh, countries like uh, Japan, Korea, I know Korean Air had that thing a couple of years ago where a plane went down because... Um, they 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 have very not they're not rules but it's sort of like just the culture not to tell and uh like someone that's a higher level than you what to do or like that they're doing something wrong and right. so there was some issue with the plane that the Uh-oh. uh co-pilot didn't want to tell the pilot about uh because that's you know you're you're essentially telling your superior that you did that they're doing something wrong and so the plane crashed and everyone died um, Ooh, that's rough <laughs> That what, is what a weird hype man I have behind me. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chad, it is rough. Um, 
And so I'd imagine that those countries would be considered universalist as well. Uh, what's the other, the, the other one is, I don't... I, Particularism. I, I can't think of any particularist countries. You can't really? Where no. Where connections are more important than the rules? I mean, that sounds like U.S. as well, to be honest with you. Well, in some degrees, yes. Uh, Russia, uh, South America, China. Mm. South America is not a country, but uh, countries in South America... Um, yeah, where I could, I could totally Ah, see how that works. You know, like if you, you know, if you, you have a friend who knows a friend, oh, no problem. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I mean, that's super American too, just to be, just to be fair. That's true. That is super American. Sure. Uh, I mean, you know, how did, how do half the people in politics and and presidential cabinets get, get, they get it just because they know somebody, not because they're theoretically, uh, qualified. I mean, look at the last, uh. The last uh, uh, administration, there was an EPA person that didn't believe in global warming. There was right. a, a secretary of education that hated public schools. <laughs> like, right. Like it was it had nothing to do with uh, the job. It was just like, oh, no, I like this person. And all I think all all relationships in the world and a lot of jobs around the world are um, can be boiled down to that, Jared, a lot of times, like well, who that, you know. You That's know? exactly why what I was getting at at the beginning of this pod where I was saying I'm getting to a I've gotten to a point where I realize I have to, I can't just be I can't just go to work and be Mr. Professional. I have to give up some Got to be Mr. Professional and friendly, Jared. Exactly. I have to uh uh build some sort of fra league relationship because that uh no making friends and knowing people is I found out just as important as doing the work. I would say they're about equal level. If not, knowing people might be more useful than actually being good at your job. Which leads us to the next aspect of some cultural miscommunications, Jared. The idea of individualism versus communitarianism, right? So uh, individualism is pretty obvious, right? So, you know, you're, you're the one just looking out for yourself, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you try to do the job as much as you can, um, on, on your own independently. Right. Um, and a lot of countries that have this cultural element are the U S Israel, Canada, Great Britain, Scandinavia, New Zealand, Australia, and Switzerland. And then communitarianism is where the community comes first and, uh, and the people highly regard themselves uh, as being part of a group or a team. Uh, the group provides safety and support. In return, the group always comes before the individual. The individual always has to be loyal to the group. Uh, countries with this type of dimension, uh, many countries in Latin America, Mexico, India, a- um, Africa, which is a continent, not a country, um, and Japan. Have you ever been? Have you ever been in a corporate culture? Have you ever worked for like a corporation? Nope. It's okay. been all education. Sounds stuff. like it, <laughs> because this this is that that idea is. I mean, I obviously I agree with what you said or whatever. But uh, even all those countries that you named, the the whole the corporate corporate culture, the whole point of it, or at least not the whole point of it, but what they're really trying to do is 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 drill into you that you're in the sort of communi- communitarian or whatever you called it uh uh society where it's like a you know a team's a big the, the word team or like a team member or like a you know is 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 huge and and so i mean i agree that that might not be what's actually happening but um but that that is a common 
like a super common aspect of of every company I ever worked at is this idea of we're a team. How do we do this as a team? You know, teamwork makes the dream work, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, hype man. What else do you have? <laughs> uh, ain't no. I, I have no idea. Um, another another aspect though, Jerry, too, about um, cultural misunderstanding in the workplace. I think a lot of times can be due to like not always being familiar with the hierarchical structure um, of different places, right? And even even something that we might not think too much of in the U.S., but even like addressing someone with a proper title. Like I work with a lot of international faculty, and I always make sure to ask them what title should I address you by because you don't want to, you know, in some countries, if if they have their doctorate, you know, their PhD, you don't call them Jared, you call them Dr. Jared. Yeah, you it's know? not Mr., it's Dr. How dare you? Exactly. That's Dr. Jill Biden to you. Exactly. So I think that's another thing to keep in mind as well is really be... Um, be careful how you address people and make sure to ask them the proper way to address them. And the other reason why I say this as well, Jared, is because um, I also work with people who are from other countries, so they have you know foreign names, and then you hear people mispronounce their names all the time. And I don't know about these people. I don't even have their names, but it drives me crazy to hear people butcher their names, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's another reason why it can be useful to ask someone, you know, how would you like me to call you? You know, is it Jared? Is it Dr. Jared? Is it Sir Jared? Is it, you know, you know, so on and so forth. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really important in terms of um, respect as well, um, you know, to help you build a better relationship with your coworkers. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm so bad with names. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at it. You just say, hey, you. It's another reason. Red tie. Red tie. Another reason why my coworkers don't invite me anywhere. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna have some slapping dinner parties, Jared. Yeah, this no is cap. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> we'll see. We're gonna go out in the woods so we have peace and quiet, so we can thoroughly plan your epic dinner party. Mm, okay, okay, perfect. That sounds like I'm gonna get murdered. We can just hear the uh, the um, what is it? Is it um, cicadas? That's what they're called, right? Those crazy bugs yeah. that that have that scream. Sure. Yeah, a cicada. Sure. No matter yeah. what you said, I was going to say yes. So, yes. Sure, you just made up some wacky bug I, I would have said yes. Right? <laughs> That's right. what a good co-host does, Chad. Yes, and. E- exactly. Um, so, what are some other things, Jared, that you can think of in terms of, um, you know, obviously in every country, work relationships would be different. But if you want to at least have a good relationship with your coworker, or do you have any kind of universal tips you know, you've worked uh, in the corporate world, so I, I'd love to hear your take. I'm not here to give tips. If you've gleaned anything from what I've said, then that's good. I don't, I don't give tips. Uh, something that I wanted to ask you about, though, was uh, how do you feel about people that swear at work? It, de- it depends is my answer. I think if it's between colleagues, um, it's fine. But if like, like if I was giving a webinar for work and I was like, yeah, and if you look at this shit over here on this tab, you know, I don't think that would uh, be very professional. I know, so I think it depends. I know someone that is pretty loose with their use of swear words in mixed company, not just, the, mm-hmm. and it blows my mind where it's like, well, there are executives on the line. This person right. is just like, and honestly, I kind of respect it. And they're like, look at this fucking graph over yeah, here. I mean, it's not that, <laughs> it's not that unnecessary, but it is unnecessary. Um, 
but uh, I kind of respect it because it's like, you know, you're the same person at work and, and, and not at work. You know, I've built up like a robotic persona. You know, I'm like a I'm like an actor, you know, like, I, Hello, I, I, I am Jared. <laughs> yes, that's what how a robot sounds. <laughs> I'm like an actor. Like I, I've got Denzel Washington level skills, how I comport myself at, at the office. <laughs> nice. Except for when I said the N word uh, on the team's meeting a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Other than that. You know, I'm pretty good. Denzel even did a movie or two that wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> but hey, like, you can't win everything. I, but so I kind of have respect um, for it. But at the same time, um, I don't understand that level of confidence. I really don't get it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend uh, swearing at the workplace unless it's like with colleagues who you know are. I still won't. Cool with it. Yeah, I, I'll drop. Uh, you know, I, I no, I really, I still won't. I still won't. And maybe this is yet another reason why I don't get invited to anything because Jared's like, at work and he's just like, "Oh darn! Oh shucks!" Yeah, golly, <laughs> yes, golly, Steve. I, mean, I don't say golly. I'm not white, but uh, that that is, what, such, that so, is okay. What's the black equivalent, Jared, of golly? I'll probably say. I might say, "Damn it." But nothing ever bad happens where I need to say, okay. damn it. That doesn't come up that often. I would say shoot, probably. Mm. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not swearing because it's a D. That's right. That's right. Shit. <laughs> yeah, see, you're But I have to, to really enunciate that D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what about, what time do you, uh, another thing that's big for me is, uh, well, nah, don't worry about it. No, I don't I have want to hear else. it. I'm curious now. What, what time, time do you, showing up and leaving is, is one that, I, yeah. that is on my mind. That's a big culture thing because um, I've worked at a lot of places where um, it, it certainly, like, I've certainly, I'm not going to speak for anyone else. I've certainly stayed late just because i didn't want it to look like i was leaving at a certain time so it right. might be it might be say you know five o'clock and i honestly am doing nothing but um i'm like i'll leave in like 30 minutes right uh not right now i'll just <laughs> scroll some memes and see what's popping exactly on, exactly on the twitter and i i get the i get the feeling that there's not that much of that at least in the european work culture where it's like eh, if you're not working there's why no reason to be at the office you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I hate to say this, but I think I definitely was showing my American roots when I was living in the Czech Republic because I was usually one of the first ones in our office. And I'm not bashing my coworkers because they were hard workers and great teachers, you know, uh, but, but you I was definitely there first thing in the morning. I was usually one of the last to leave. But you grow up in a culture where being the first, like being the first there and the last one to leave like that's that hustle hard grind shit you know like that's how you right. that's how you earn your leisure that's how well, you, you know what jared <laughs> i wake up and i piss excellence <laughs> exactly that's that that hashtag grind all day you know this Yay, shit doesn't come last. from this shit doesn't come from sitting on the sofa and just half-assing that's right and so like and, and, and i would imagine at least it's probably built into you where it's like you're showing them that you're a, a go-getter, that you're a hard worker, that you're committed to this job. But I get right. the vibe that that they don't even have that connection to showing up late or staying late all the time. They don't. They're like, why the hell well, is yeah. this kid always what at the school? <laughs> yeah. He needs to get some hobbies or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But for us, it's like, because I still certainly, even though I, I can sort of uh, intellectualize that it's kind of dumb, 
I certainly still have this vibe, you know, even from work from home where it's like, I'm going to just at least keep my computer on a little bit longer so it says I'm online because I want them to know that I'm not just like stopping as soon as the workday is over because it makes it look like I'm not committed or I'm weak or something. Right, right. Yeah, it's... It is interesting how that works with U.S. work culture, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a healthy thing. Um, yet I still do it to this day. So yeah, because we have this idea in the back of our head that it's gonna get us ahead, and right. it probably will. And, and honestly, in the U.S. at least, it probably will. <laughs> right. This person's always here, ready to get the job done. It's like I'm really not ready to get the job done, but I am always here. That's <laughs> those right. Are two, those two things are not related. <laughs> hey, but some people can't even do one of those two things. Hey, that's so, true. That's you true. know, and that see once again, that's you thinking that you're getting ahead by doing those things. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're pissing yeah. excellence. Another I will great. say though, if you are um, in another country working for the first time, I would highly recommend just if your colleagues do invite you to do something, take them up on it. Because, I mean, some of the best memories I have so far, Jared, from my work and my travels abroad have been when people have invited me to stuff and I've been like, you know what? Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's try it out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like one thing was, you know, it was just like a random Saturday or Sunday and I went to my coworker's house and her and her husband were uh, grilling outside and uh, had a, had like a keg of beer and it was just a great Saturday, you know, hanging out with their dogs and just drinking some tasty brews and having some really good stuff on the, on the Bobby. You know, it was uh, definitely a good time. Yeah, I would certainly take my coworkers up on those things if they invited me. It's all right, Jared. We are going to <laughs> I'm either going to send this episode to all of your coworkers. Yeah. Or uh we know that's not gonna happen. Exactly. So, uh, that's why we just have that's to why you saw the lack of a, fear in my Right. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's why we just have to uh come up with a date and time for your uh your dinner party. And no uh, offense, we'll be but good to go. What do you know about well, yeah, actually, I take that back. You actually are a great party host. I just can't imagine coming to you for advice for a dinner party. It's like, um, just because... You don't because, think I got Google? But I know how to, I guess, cook, and you know how to do party stuff. Like, you know how to host See? a party. See? Uh, so, you handle the Team party work, aspect. baby. I'll handle the, handle the dinner aspect. <laughs> that works for me. Just, you just be At the end of it, you just become friends with all my coworkers. And I'm like, right. hey, Chad, what'd you do last weekend? Oh, I went to uh, I went out to <laughs> a bar with your coworker. Uh, yeah, I was hanging gonna... out with Jerry. Uh, and like on Tuesday, Susan what? and I were going to go to the farmer's market. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! Oh that would yeah, be rough, I wasn't supposed it? to tell you. Actually, don't right. don't tell him I told you. <laughs> hey, uh, buddy, can you do the podcast next weekend? Oh, you know, next weekend. I'm I'm really sorry, but uh, I'm going you know, apple picking. Phil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going it's, apple it's picking with, with uh, your coworkers' kids. Actually, I babysit them now occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you know, there's another oh, interesting uh, workplace relation type of thing as well, Jerry is uh collective fitness like for example teachers at my school used to play badminton Uh, i know in china they have like like classes different classes or, or sometimes the teachers will meet up and like play sports together but i think that's a great way to foster work time relationships my team my the greater team not just a few of us uh you are use uh have like some workout app that were, you know, for the collective fitness thing. This, and this is the first time I've ever done something like this. And honestly, once again, here's my fears 
of letting too much information out. I was doing it for a bit. I was trying to be involved with the extracurricular curricular. I was trying to be involved with the extracurricular act- activities, but mm-hmm. I did not like that. You know, so you know, essentially, just you know, since we're working from home, their point was we want you to get active specifically during lunchtime, but any time of the day. We just want you to be active and not sitting at right. your desk all day long. And so I would go on walks during lunch and and log it. But I didn't like that it tracked my, like, the route. And, and there was no way. where you're going. There was no way you could hide, like, just do the workout and hide the actual route, which I was trying. Like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want you to see me, my starting and ending point at my house every day. You know, like, right. I, don't, I don't know why. I don't think any of my coworkers are going to come That's stop me. That's why you me. walk a block, a block down the street, Jared, and then you start it. That's too much. It's too much. Now, it's, now I sound like <laughs> I'm trying to avoid the cops. Like, this is That's too right. much. <laughs> Cut off your ankle brace. Jared and just go <laughs> exactly it literally seems like I'm doing that and it's like all right if they do this they'll think I'm still home but I'll still get the workout in um and so I was like no I'm not I'm not uh it just wasn't worth it to me but uh there's just another uh block for me you know a roadblock for me as far as letting myself be seen by my coworkers. right that's fair that's fair I want to give a couple uh couple tips on uh specific cultures just some do's or don'ts uh we did talk about in our last episode when we were discussing dining etiquette uh this also goes for kind of the same thing in those countries if you are having a luncheon uh passing things with your left hand in a lot of countries in the middle east uh some countries in africa also um i believe in india as well which uh, we said last episode by the way yep yep in case you missed it. Another one, though, Jared, that I found interesting, I was not aware of this, is if you are working with a colleague in Nigeria, uh, you do not want to give them the standard thumbs up because I think that's the equivalent to the middle finger over there. Mm. Uh, so okay. that's uh, that's one to know. And this one kind of surprised me, Jared, is uh, if you're working with, uh, or more likely if you're working in Argentina, um, you might feel surprised that uh, and you might may meet an Argentinian colleague and he or she may give you a mock kiss on your right cheek in professional or social spheres. I knew about that obviously socially, but I could not imagine like a work meeting and like going and having a coworker do a fake kiss on the cheek. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the use of mock, it's not a fake kiss. It's like that, it's like the cheek situation. Right. Yeah, I bet you they probably do that in like France too. Probably. It's like why why do we need to be touching our cheeks here, people? You know, I, I Yeah. I wonder <laughs> I wonder if that's going away because of COVID. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure there's a lot less of it happening now. But that's not just a French I mean, they do that all over Europe and South America. And so I right. wonder if they've got if they're getting to a place where they're realizing that they need could they're they can kiss just a little less. I don't know. I think after all is said and done, Jared, people are gonna be kissing more. That's true. Forget this That's, fake mock kiss. Give me the real thing. Right. <laughs> just walk talk into of, the office. Talk about a headache for HR. Oh, lay man. one on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My coworker tried to slip me some tongue, and that was not uh, the agreed yeah. work. Hey, work listen, kiss you can kiss scenario. me, but we're not. No tongues. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Let's oh, keep man. it professional. Ex- exactly. We need to draw the line somewhere, Jared. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but it's, you know, it is interesting just how, you know, uh, different work relationships kind of work out in different cultures um, and just how that can affect the way you work. You know, I cannot imagine joining my boss for a, you know, 10.30 p.m. Korean barbecue followed by a 2 a.m. drunk fest at the, you know, karaoke bar. But hey, in some Asian cultures, that might happen, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. I, 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 yeah, I'm it's with It's pretty you. interesting, but I think one thing us Super Americans interesting. could learn from the Europeans is balancing that work-life balance a little bit better. Sure, sure. You know, if but, you want to be average. But, <laughs> but maybe one thing the Europeans could learn from us Americans is I do think a lot of Americans are good friends with their coworkers. Um, and I, I think there are certainly some positive aspects of that. Um, that you know play out um, in the office as well. So, anyways, Jared, that's my my two cents for today. Feel free to to take us out with that beautiful song of ours, and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on workplace relationships in different countries and cultures at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram and YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast, and also please slide into those DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. Well, buddy, sorry for roping you into camping. I guess uh, let me just rope you into some bonfiring. How's that? Yeah. You don't have to apologize because <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'll come check on you. Make sure everything's okay. Bring you some snacks. Well, I was hey, hoping we could... Uh, some Jets pizza? That's right. I was actually hoping we could have some uh, classic uh, s'mores or something. Okay. Okay. It'd be good. I've been debating if I want to get, because I have the little camping stove thing, but I'm also wondering if I want to order, because they're not that big and they're not that expensive, like a little campfire grill, because that would be like a bigger...